When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the On3 Studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. It is Thursday morning and there's a lot going on. The transfer portal's popping, all American games are going on, commitments are taking place, and we got the national championship on Monday. Oh, and also, guess what? The sun is out in Nashville. I think this is the first time all year, so you know it's going to be a good day. We got a lot to cover in recruiting, and we're about to get it going. But first, hit subscribe for me if you watched any of my videos in 2023, and I know you did. Please hit subscribe to the On3 Recruit channel because we are doing it for all of 2024. All right, where do we want to start? Let's start with the All-American games, Under Armour game. It was yesterday on Wednesday. The All-American Bowl in San Antonio is on Saturday. So the Under Armour game was in Orlando. And, you know, remember back in the day when all those guys used to rec- used to commit during the game? Doesn't really happen anymore because of the way that players now early enrollee. But we did see a major 2025 commitment go down during the game. Harlan Barry, he commits live during the game, during the fourth quarter. He presents a Hayes Fawcett graphic to announce his commitment to LSU. It was so cool. What a great moment for Hayes Fawcett. Also was down on the field. He was interviewed. Shout out to On3. He got it in there. Uh, Hayes Fawcett does all the edits for almost every top athlete and You know, he's made a name for himself over the years, but seeing him on ESPN was really cool. All right, let's talk a little bit more about LSU's hot start to 2025. Number one wide receiver, DeCorey Moore, already committed. He's the number four prospect overall. Then we just talked about the number one running back, Harlan Barry, committing. He's the number 11 overall prospect in the country. And then this Saturday at the All-American Bowl, Bryce Underwood, the number one player in the 2025 class, the number one overall quarterback, He'll make his announcement. We're going to talk more with director of recruiting, Chad Simmons, about that. But, I mean, LSU could be number one overall before the 2025 cycle even officially begins. Because remember, 2024 signing day is February 7, and then we kind of turn the page to 2025, although 2025 is already well alive and happening as we speak. So LSU currently at number two. But when Bryce Underwood announces on Saturday, the Tigers could end the weekend as the number one team in the on three industry rankings for 2025. All right, let's turn the page and talk about the actual Under Armour game that was played in Orlando. Ice beat Fire 39-9. Fire really had trouble on offense getting it going. A dominating win by Ice. Now, I talked to Charles Power. He's the on three director of scouting and rankings here. And he was in Orlando. He's now on his way to San Antonio, or he is out in San Antonio for that game. But Charles Power gave me his top performers. He also put it up on the homepage of On3. You can go check it out there. On3 overall MVP goes to Ellis Robinson, committed to Georgia, signed with Georgia. He's the number one cornerback heading into the week. He arrived a little bit late. Why was he late to practice? Oh, No big deal. He was just practicing with UGA. Yeah, he was at bowl practice. So he arrived a day late. No big deal. But when he did arrive, he went up against Cam Coleman every single day. Cam Coleman was on his team. 
team practices against their own team. So Cam Coleman every day held his own. And in three days of practice, he had three picks, one-handed gem. You guys can go find it on Twitter. It was unbelievable. And, you know, overall, though, Robinson, he sent a message that he was there to get work in and get better. He took a ton of reps. The number four overall player for on three lived up to the hype this week. The number two player in Charles Powers' top performers was wide receiver Cam Coleman. And he said, he said, Josh, you know, I've been to these games. I've been going to these games with Charles Powers since about 07, 08. He told me that no wide receiver has made more highlight plays in the week than Cam Coleman did this year. Unbelievable. Six foot three and a half, 185 pounds. He's got range. You can see it in that one-handed TD grab on day three that went viral. Also, he has the size, but he also has the speed. One of the fastest players at the event. He's a special talent. That's why he ranks number five in the on 300 rankings. Number three. Ify Obadegwu committed to Oregon, signed with Oregon, locked it down all week, and he was rewarded with a pick six in the game. He goes 6'1", 190 pounds, with arms that measure over 34 inches. He's the number 241st-ranked prospect overall. I think he's got some stock up when the new rankings drop in a couple weeks in January. Number four, Booker Pickett committed Miami. Had an excellent showing. He's a dynamic pass rusher, dominated team fire offensive line during the game. Look at the stat line. During the All-Star game, best on best, he had two sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, and a forced fumble. Now, Booker Pickett, he's heading to Miami, needs to put on a little size, but he has a high motor and great burst off the line. Could be a great pass rusher down there in Coral Gables. Um, number 300 overall in the on 300, I think, stock up here. He could see a rankings bump when those drop in a couple weeks. Number five, defensive lineman Dominic McKinley flipped to LSU just a few days ago, and boy, did he deliver the number one player in the state of Louisiana, top defensive lineman for Charles Power throughout the week, and I see why. He's 6'5", 290, great combo of size, length, athleticism, and flexibility. Here's a quote from Charles from the week, quote, he was essentially unblockable, end quote. That's all you need to know. Dominic McKinley was dominant. Then checking in at number six, you got Ryan Williams, five-star wide receiver, sign, uh, committed to Alabama. He will sign in February. Auburn, Texas, trying to flip him. Cornerback Ryan Mack, only a three-star. Another stock-up guy after finishing number seven overall in Charles Power's top performers. I think we see Ryan Mack get a bump. Same with Zena Umiazulu, committed to Texas. Every time I talk to Jerry Hamilton, he always mentions the edge rusher heading to Texas as one of the standouts in that class. Justin Williams, an elite linebacker, showed his stuff, committed and signed to Georgia. And edge Jordan Ross, signed to Tennessee, rounds out Charles Powers. Top 10 performers from Under Armour game. Now, a couple more notes. DJ Lagway, got to mention him. Uh, he was the top QB there during practice all week. He stood out. Now, he unfortunately missed much of the game. His foot got stepped on. He's had a little injury. I don't think it's anything serious, but he did miss much of the game. That's probably why he doesn't make the top performer list, but Lagway showed that he has the skill set. He's physically there. He is ready to go compete for a starting job at Florida. Uh, Tennessee running back signee Peyton Lewis showed a good bit of wiggle and vision during practice, according to Charles Power. And wide receivers Terry Bussey, Mike Matthews, Perry Thompson, and JoJo Trader all had several wow moments throughout the week on the offensive line. Number one offensive tackle, Jordan Seaton, signed to Colorado. Eugene Brooks uh, going to Oklahoma and Elijah Thurman, 
who's headed to Clemson, all stood out as well. But let's talk about your top performers from Under Armour. Comment section below who was the best of the best. This weekend, we got another All-American game, the All-American Bowl. It'll be in San Antonio, and that game will have a majority of the major commitments. I'm specifically watching safety corner DB Zay Mincy and also running back Daniel Hill. Those are two big commitments. And of course, the number one overall player in the 2025 class, Bryce Underwood. He's going to come off the board in just about 48 hours. Now, he put out an official top seven in November, hasn't pared it down since. Those teams consisted of Alabama, Colorado, Michigan, LSU, Oregon, Penn State, and Florida State. What do you guys think? Let me know below. Where is Bryce Underwood going to go? Because he is on the clock. Now, I got director of recruiting Chad Simmons on the show to break it down. We'll also get Alabama insider Tim Watts on for his intel on Zay Mincy and Daniel Hill. Let's take a look at the current top 10, and then we'll get on with the show. All right, the top 10 goes as such. Dogs on top. You got Alabama there at two. Texas made their move into the three spot. Oregon at four. Ohio State, five. Miami in there at six. LSU made the jump from nine to seven with the flip of Dominic McKinley last week. Auburn, eight. Oklahoma, nine. And Notre Dame rounds out the top 10. All right, let's go with the inside scoop. In just over 48 hours, the number one player in America will announce his decision. So essentially, Bryce Underwood is on the clock. And today, I got director of recruiting Chad Simmons with me to break all this down. Once number one falls, you know number two won't be far behind. So we're going to talk a little George McIntyre as well. But first, hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We are growing this page. If you watched any of my videos in 2023, hit subscribe right now because we're bringing it in 2024. All right, let's bring on the great Chad Simmons. Now, Chad, number one quarterback in the 2025 cycle, Bryce Underwood, also the number one overall player is set to make his decision this Saturday, January 6th. Now, he has named a top seven back in November that included Alabama, Colorado, Michigan, LSU, Oregon, Penn State, and Florida State. So, Chad, take me behind the scenes of this recruitment. Who would you put in Tier 1? Who would you put in Tier 2? As we're just about 48 hours away from Bryce Underwood making his announcement. Yeah, Josh, I think that that last minute trip to Alabama may have shaken some things up a little bit, had people talking and buzzing about the Crimson Tide, but I still think the tier one is the same schools we've been talking about for months now, LSU and Michigan. I think you put those two uh, as the strongest contenders, the most likely to get his commitment on Saturday evening. Uh, I think those are the guys that are separating themselves from the pack. But again, Alabama, probably that next group, uh, with schools like Penn State, he's been there three or four times. Colorado, he was there in the fall for a game as well. Uh, but I, I think there's clear separation there with LSU and Michigan still in that tier one. Yeah, it, and it, it's a little unusual because we don't see LSU recruiting the state of Michigan all that often. But when the number one player in America is there, you can understand why. But what has LSU done so far to put themselves in this position as maybe even the favorite heading in? I think, number one, getting him on campus. You know, took a trip there in June returned in July, was there back for a game in the fall, the Florida game, I believe it was, with the whole family, the whole entourage. So I think just taking baby steps and playing that long process, getting him there on campus and building that relationship, you know, whether it be with Joe Sloan, 
Brian Kelly, Mike Denbrock, uh, and then letting the season play out, showing them what they did with Jaden Daniels, what close to 4,000 yards, what 40 touchdowns uh, this year at LSU, put himself in the Heisman contention as well, uh, mm -hmm. and just showing offensively what they can do with a player like Bryce Underwood. Uh, and I think to me, just those two things, getting him on campus, building those relationships, and then the proof, what they could do with a guy like him, like Jaden Daniels. And uh, on the opposite side of this, Michigan fans have to be scratching their heads, right? They, they're beating Ohio State every year. They made the playoffs last year. They're in the national championship this year. Why haven't Michigan, why hasn't Michigan been able to get real traction with Bryce Underwood as we head into his decision? Yeah, it's been funny with Michigan. We asked ourselves the same question with C.J. Carr, a legacy, Dante Moore from Detroit yeah. last year. I mean, we've asked this question before with guys that are local in-state guys who you think Michigan would be the clear front fronter to land, and they're, and they're not. You know, and I think with Bryce, they're in the top two. But like you said, and hinted towards earlier, maybe LSU's the favorite uh, to take Bryce out of the state of Michigan again. I think the relationships are there. He's been there 10 plus times to Ann Arbor. Uh, he sat down with Jim Harbaugh with quarterback coach Kirk Campbell, Sharon Moore, uh, the OC. He knows players on the team. Um, I just think LSU's done a better job based on what I've heard in connecting with him and laying out their plan for him and showing him how he could thrive in their offensive scheme as far as what's the differences. Obviously, the local school, closer to home, uh, familiarity. I think the people he knows on that team uh, all help Michigan stay in this race. But uh, it's been hard to figure out just Michigan's quarterback recruiting when it comes to local talent the last couple of cycles. I know. So here we are. All signs are pointing to LSU, but we know how recruiting goes. It can go sideways quick. So if there was a sleeper team to keep an eye on, and I'm not saying that this is a favorite or anything like that, but if there was a sleeper team in this top seven to keep an eye on, who would it be? I mean, I think you have to go back to Alabama. If they're ever a sleeper for anyone, they did get him on campus last, and uh, there's been communication there. I mean, obviously, Alabama is Alabama. They've had a great run uh, of quarterbacks in recent years and putting guys into the first round and having successful NFL careers at the quarterback position. Uh, I think that would be the team to watch. Obviously, Penn State, he's been there more than Alabama is a school in his part of the country as well. But I think Bama's that team you have to watch. If there is a sleeper, mm -hmm. uh, it's not LSU or Michigan, the favorites. I think it's Alabama. Okay. Well, we're going to find out this Saturday, January 6th, where Bryce Underwood is headed. So as number one comes off the board, that means it's time to talk about number two QB, and that's George McIntyre out of Nashville, Tennessee. He's the number two ranked quarterback in the 2025 cycle. Now, George... He hasn't set a date yet, but he has kind of said that he wants to make an early decision. It could be February. It could be a little bit earlier than that. Uh, Chad, I know he hasn't set that date, but what are you hearing the latest on George McIntyre's recruitment? Yeah, I think the same, as we said about Bryce, I think the same schools, the main schools have been pretty consistent with George McIntyre, and that's Alabama, LSU, and Tennessee. Those three schools, you know, he put out a top 10 in the fall, 
uh, it's really three in everybody else. And based on what George told me earlier this week, yeah. it's two in everybody else. So, <laughs> you know, which two will those be? Is he watching what happens with Bryce Underwood this weekend? We'll wait and see. But I think those three schools, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, there's been more buzz around Alabama and Tennessee on my end for a couple of months now. I think those are the two schools fighting right now for that top spot for George McIntyre, the talented QB out of Nashville. From a decision timeline perspective, yeah. I think based on what I've heard, I think the end of January, late January is not out of the question. That's probably what I've heard the most mm-hmm. a decision likely by the end of this month. Again, like you said, Josh, no date set yet. Uh, still having some talks with family, uh, a couple of head coaches and on those staffs as well, uh, getting those final few questions answered. And I think he's very close. I'd say within the next two to three weeks, likely making a decision. Mm. What an exciting time in recruiting. The table is set. This weekend, the number one quarterback is going to come off the board, Bryce Underwood. And then it sounds like just about three or four weeks later, we can expect the number two quarterback, George McIntyre, to make his decision. Chad Simmons, thank you for previewing what could be a wild weekend. Appreciate your time. Thanks for dropping by the inside scoop. Thank you, Josh. Recruiting never stops at Alabama, and one thing we know about Nick Saban is he's going to finish a recruiting cycle strong. So today, we're going to talk about two potential major additions to the Tide's 2024 class, but also five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams. His commitment, is it on shaky ground after the loss of Alabama wide receiver coach to Texas A&M? We're going to get into it with the great Tim Watts of Bama Online, but first, hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We know Saban's going to finish strong. You want to be a part of it, follow all the action. Hit subscribe for me, please. All right, let's bring on Tim Watts from Bama Online. Now, Tim, we got two big decisions coming, and they'll be coming this weekend at the All-American game out there in San Antonio. Zay Mincy, four-star, number 48 overall, and running back Daniel Hill, four-star, number 188 overall. Let's start with Zay Mincy. Uh, He goes to Mainland High School down there in Daytona Beach, Florida. UF, FSU, Miami, all trying to keep him in state, but Bama seems like they're surging late. What are your sources saying on Alabama's chances here? You know, Zay, it's been pretty interesting because from early in this process, no, don't get me wrong, Zay Mincy's as quiet as about anybody we've ever covered. He just hasn't talked a whole lot. But we were told he was enamored with Alabama. He was enamored with the whole defensive back, the secondary, the history with the NFL, and that the head coach was a secondary guy, which obviously Nick Saban is. So we knew Alabama had a chance. But then again, you're looking, they had a big class. They've had a nice nice uh, additions in their uh, defensive back room in this class, including Damani um, Jackson from uh, USC, who's in the portal now. A lot of these guys have position flexibility, and that goes to Zay as well. I think Charles Power said he measured at six foot two, six foot seven wingspan, so a guy that can play multiple positions. But – Alabama's done a good job here. I mean, Alabama's did a good job recruiting him, staying in the mix. I know that a lot of Florida schools kind of hope that basically Alabama would fill up at that position, but I think Alabama's did a good enough job that right now, you know, we put out some nuggets over the weekend. We think that Alabama's in the best position to land Zay Mincy Saturday. There you go. Bama, the team to beat heading into this decision. Now, Daniel Hill, he'll also be deciding on Saturday. He's a four-star back out of Meridian, Mississippi, and really the recruitment comes down to South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi State. Tennessee kind of been involved, but I wouldn't say they're a major player here, but he has been on Alabama's radar, Tim. But I don't really feel like they turned the heat up on Daniel Hill till the end of his senior year. What, what changed? What happened during Hill's senior year to make him a priority for Alabama? 
Inside Scoop fans, college football season is wrapping up, and it also means that the NFL is winding down as well. But there's still some great games left in the season. And you know what's not great, though? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding last-minute tickets, it can be a nightmare. Do not let this be the way your 2024 goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. The game time app is great. It's easy to use, and it works in any city, any team. And you get the best price guarantee. Do not stress over getting into your team's favorite games anymore. There's only so many big games, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money. Zone deals, all right? This is where you pick a section, and game time picks the seats for big savings. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, I think it's a little more complicated than that. They wanted him to commit over the summer. Daniel's been on campus, I don't even know, as many times as, you know, Miss Terry, yeah. Nick Saban's wife has. He lives on that, that capstone. We looked up, there was a state championship game when Ryan Williams and Jalen Mbakwe was playing. We looked up and he was on Instagram wearing an Alabama hat at that game on a random Wednesday. So he obviously... Very comfortable in Tuscaloosa, but he never quit. He's never committed. So you kind of wonder right. how long this was going on. We've heard the South Carolina buzz. We've heard Mississippi State buzz. Now, he said the whole time he wanted to commit this Saturday at this game. So that's been his plan the whole time. It's really hard to pull off. Um, but I think, you know, it's kind of been the ball's been in his court the whole time. I mean, they got Kevin Riley to flip for Miami. Daniel's a different kind of running back. I think, again, I think Charles Power got him at a little under six foot, almost 240 pounds, and he looks like a running back. So he's a big back, um, you know, a guy that's a big boy, can play on either side of the ball. But, again, I think Alabama's going to have the best chance of winning this in the end. I know that people close to him really liked Alabama. And, again, he's familiar, unbelievably familiar with Tuscaloosa and the Alabama coaches. So I feel like Alabama's done a good job here and has a good chance to get his commitment on Saturday. All right. Sounds like they could go two for two on Saturday with their targets. We'll have to see on that. The game is Saturday, January 6th. All right. Now, I teased it at the top. Alabama is losing their wide receiver coach, Holloman Wiggins, to Texas A&M. And Ryan Williams, you know, he's kind of been – there's been a lot of rumors swirling about him. He reclassified from 25 to up to 24. But does the loss of Holloman Wiggins have any impact on Ryan Williams' recruitment? I wouldn't say it has no impact, but I think it's a limited impact because Alabama really does a good job of, of recruiting. You know, they say it takes a village to raise, you know, a kid. Well, it takes a village for Alabama to recruit somebody. Traverse Robinson is probably the key there. T-Rob, the defensive back coach at Alabama, great relationship with the dad, great relationship with the kid. I've heard him say he's part of the family, so he's heavily involved. Um, Hallman, of course, does a good job of keeping up with kids and, and keeping up. But the one he was the closest with, I felt like, was Rico Scott and uh, Amari Jefferson. I felt like he was more instrumental in that because Mobile's not his area, although he did help recruit. But I think, you know, minimum effect, I don't think Ryan Williams was going to Alabama for Holman Wiggins. I think it was more about Nick Saban, how he feels at Alabama, 
um, the tradition, the whole nine yards with Alabama. So Alabama does a good job of making sure that one assistant doesn't take a lot of guys with them. Okay. So Ryan Williams, he's come out and said that he's going to take January official visits to Texas, Alabama, and Auburn. But the thing that stands out to me is he's going to be on the planes right before signing day. The last visit he takes three days before national signing day will be to Auburn. Is there any concern there with that, that final visit pairing? I, I don't I don't really think it matters. I mean, I don't know where Alabama – first of all, I'm not sure. The rule to me has always been you want to be first or you want to be last, right? You don't want to be the middle. I think that's the hardest one. First impression, last impression. Almost like meeting your you know your future wife or a girlfriend. First or last, that's where you want to be. Um, so also, what else can he learn about Alabama he hasn't learned? I don't think he'll learn more on the last visit weekend than he were the first visit. Also, I'll flip that to Auburn. What else can he learn at Auburn? on any weekend. I mean, obviously he's going to get, you know, wind and dine, so to speak. He's going to get the red carpet and all of that, but he's very familiar with Alabama campus. He's been there almost as many, you know, many times as, uh, as uh, Hill has. So you look at Mm -hmm. him, you look at how familiar he is with Auburn. I think Texas is the one he probably has the most to learn from uh, in that situation. I don't think the timing of the visits were a big deal. It wasn't a big deal to Alabama. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm a big believer in follow the visits, but you're right. Hey, maybe Alabama gets him on campus first and he shuts it down, doesn't take any more visits. I don't think he's going to shut it down. I think the one thing about Ryan, I think when you look at Ryan, we're such we're so jaded because we've been in this business so long. You know, we say follow the visits, so we kind of, you know, me and you, you've been in a long time too. When you hear a kid say, hey, I'm leaning to Bama, you're like, oh, no, no, he's not. Not this close. You know, we think it's a – uh, you know, it's almost a form of deception, but I'd be, I'd be surprised. I mean, Ryan Williams has been very vocal. Joseph Hastings had a lot of coverage on him at the Under Armour game. I mean, he is saying we, us, hanging out, doing all that stuff together. I just think he's a good kid that wants to enjoy the process. As naive as that sounds, maybe on the signing day, I'll, you know, I'll feel different, but I think he's just a guy that has a plan, and I think he wants to take these visits, and I think he should. Honestly, right. if he wants to take it, you get one shot at it. Hey, we'll see what happens. Ryan Williams, he's a heck of a player. Won't make or break Alabama's class either way because it's loaded, but they'd love to have a great offensive weapon. So we'll see what happens. Big weekend coming up with two big decisions. Tim Watts, thank you for dropping by the inside scoop and previewing all the action. Anytime, guys. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.